RV Renovation Nation. Welcome to the New Look RV Renovation Podcast. Where we want to empower and entertain RV renovators with relevant information, ideas, and stories. If you're enjoying these shows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on YouTube. And on this episode, we've talked with a couple of people that have inspired us personally for a long time. Aaron and Travis of Our Lively Tribe came onto our radars back in 2017 when we were pursuing full-time travel and looking into RV renovation. Hearing and seeing their stories of travel and now renovation have been so inspirational to so many. They gave us some great heartfelt perspective on what makes a meaningful and practical RV renovation. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Aaron and Travis. Well, Aaron and Travis, welcome to the podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to sit down with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having having us. Yeah, so we've mostly taken in your story through YouTube over the years, and it's been fun to just kind of see, um, especially now if you look back at like your uploads folder, like I mentioned, I I took a peek back at at that last night, just to kind of see your life kind of organically, you know, unfold and where you guys began with kind of full-time traveling and then, you know, life took some twists and turns and you've turned it into an RV renovation business. And I guess we really just want to start with like, how did you guys ever decide to start documenting your life, you know, in this way? I think when it came to YouTube, it was more of like a time capsule to like show our friends and family what we were doing. When we started in 2016, it wasn't really a thing. we our friends and family were all very confused as to why we were moving into an RV to travel. And so it was more or less, we wanted to record it, to share it with our family, to say, look, this is what we're doing and this is what we're seeing. And just kind of turned into this really cool keepsake that we have for our kids. And then as we evolved into a business, it really turned into sharing RV renovations and it became a thing and people got really interested in it, which then kind of, you know, launched the YouTube in a direction that we hadn't expected. And I don't keep up with enough, but (laughs) I know that it is, you know, it's, um, it's really been enjoyable for a lot. So. Well, yeah, social media and YouTube, all of them in general. I mean, that's a whole nother job. That's like trying trying to balance life and business. And those are, it's it's a tough task. Well, and for us, like all of this has been like so organic. It's it's not even funny. You know, just the idea of even moving into the trailer was such a random thing. So, yeah, it's not like we got involved in any of this for the actual chasing money or a job. It just kind of all snowballed as it went. (laughs) I love that. So with the first trailer that you guys moved into as a family, how did renovating an RV kind of like come into your radar? So we had decided we were, we'd become full-time wedding photographers and we found that we were only working weekends and our kids were in school and we were kind of bored during the week. He was building things, tables and stuff for um, some hotels and just some side work to keep him busy. But we kind of came up with this, oh my gosh, we could camp during the week. Yeah, that's right. And then <laughs> we could come back on the weekends and photograph and how cool would that be we had a trailer we loved camping and we kind of laughed about it and then we like stopped and looked at each other and we were like we could really do that yeah so I started looking it up and researching it and there were a few families living in their trailers and traveling and I was like wait we really could do that and that our trailer was brown and ugly and I was like well if we're gonna 
invest all of our time into living in this full time. I want it to feel like home. So let's paint it. Let's make it work for us and put a new table in and kind of make it cozy and a real couch. And, and so we took a year, we told our families, this is what we're going to do. We're going to move into our trailer and travel. And they're just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And, um, then when he was done renovating it and we moved into it, it just felt so right. And we traveled for 14 months and it was, it was wonderful. It was great. It's amazing to see those adventures. You know, you guys obviously you didn't record them all and post them all, yeah. but oh. you know, just the things you got to share with, you know, with most of your kids at that time, right? You had three boys during the first Yeah, so we had three boys at the time we traveled. And then we ended up stopping because I got pregnant and do not handle pregnancy well. Um, I'm pretty sick. So when we were in Oregon, I ended up having to go to the hospital and I was just like, I'm done. Like I, I need some stability for a while. We need to settle down for a bit and then we'll reevaluate this after he's here. So we settled down for a year, had our fourth son river. And then at the end of that year, we all kind of looked at each other and the boys and we just said, how about we do that again? (laughs) And so we did, and we renovated a fifth wheel this time because we had four boys, went into something bigger um, and kind of built a little homestead on his parents' back acre so we could renovate between travel. So that's where we are now. This is fresh for me because I said we just went through, we we spent a little bit on on your YouTube page again last night. So I think, was the video called You Accidentally Sold the Trailer? Is that... Was that was oh. that the thumbnail on that one? Yeah, we we were over in Florida and went on FaceTime Live oh, and yeah. said we we're gonna sell our rig. And that morning we woke up to a message saying, We'll take it. We'll take it. And they lived yeah. in Oklahoma. So I mean, that had to be mind-blowing at that time, right? I yeah. mean, that's well, it was amazing that yeah, anyone wanted it for one. I mean, that was no intent. Um yeah. And uh, I didn't think anything would come of it. Yeah. We woke up to a message <laughs> saying, we'll take it full price. Uh, can you bring it? To can you drop it off on your way back Oklahoma. home? <laughs> so, yeah, we packed up and we traveled from Florida up to Oklahoma and met this incredible couple and they bought it off of us and, and took we got it out. A U-Haul. We put all of our things from the trailer into the U-Haul, found one in Houston that we'd wanted. <laughs> oh my God. Drove down to Houston, cash in hand. Bought the one in Houston, came back to California. I took six weeks and renovated that trailer. And it was, and it it was during that six week time that I told her, I remember saying like, I want to do this forever. Like I am so in love with, at that time, I kind of was pushing the envelope from what I had done. I wanted to try new things. And uh, that's when I really started bringing the welding into it and things like that. So and the second one, this this was intended for you guys originally? Yeah, yeah oh, we yeah. had decided we were going to do another year on the road with the boys. We had really found our flow in this like RV lifestyle of full-time travel, and we just fell in love with it. So we had come back from Houston with that rig, parked it at his parents who have some property, and he had kind of converted this big building into a shop. And then we lived with my parents for a while, and in that six-week period, that's when I found out I was pregnant. And <laughs> I ended up just kind of bedridden from there. Yeah. And he finished the renovation and we had to be in Oregon by it, May to meet some family. And so we got it done, rushed up to Oregon. And that entire six weeks on the road, I was just in, in bed, bed or in the hospital. <laughs> it was bad. 
And I had just done this rig that I was, and it was so beautiful, so proud of. and I didn't even get to like turn it into our space. Yeah. So did you guys just list it? We sold it to friends. We came back and we uh, we listed it, and it was sold. It's so fast that it was just like, okay, this may be something. Like maybe we're on yeah. to something here, you know. And that was really what got it the ball rolling was all of these little things. And we sold that first one someone randomly contacted us and, and asked Susie and Rick and they're still, they mean so much to us because they got the ball rolling and they just reached out and said, Hey, would you renovate ours for us? And I was, and we hadn't thought of that. We thought we'd buy them and renovate them and sell them. And they reached out. So, so we took them on and they took a huge leap with us and same, we took a leap of faith and, and uh, yeah, so they have our first client rig. It's still out on the road. They still travel in it. And, and it's um, continued every, you know, renovation from there. It's mostly word of mouth. We've done a few that we've been able to purchase ourselves and sell after, which is really fun because then we can do whatever we want to them. Can you contrast that a little bit more? So the difference between a client renovation and a re- renovation where you're buying and selling on your own. Can you kind of give us your your ins and outs on that one? I think there's pros and cons to both of them. Pros is that you get to make all the decisions yourself. That That's the pro. The con is then you don't have guidance. So, you know, deciding, okay, is this going to be for two kids or four kids? You know, those questions in between are more challenging um, yeah. if you don't have an idea of where it's going. For me, I, I like the independence, but I also like the guidance because... In the end, I want it to be for someone and, and have it work completely for them. You know, so I, I, we're kind of in between. We we can do either, but. And we love, we know when a client contacts us and they're ready to go full time, they've sold their house, they are working from home. They want to just get out and explore and be a family together. Those are like our ideal clients yeah. because that was what we did. So we know how important that was for us as a family to live that lifestyle and what it did to our family and how close it brought us together. So when those clients contact us and we kind of just go, we find our clients and they find us based upon like, if it continues to work out and in the end they have, you know, the rig that they want to travel and live in. That's when we know it's all kind of meant to be. Well, what's really interesting about you guys is going back to that um, that organicness again of kind of like your story unfolding on YouTube is that I got to imagine a lot of your clients that your life has become part of your brand, you know, in a way. And so, yeah, that's that's so interesting that, you know, the the adventure and the togetherness that you guys are portraying, you know, I got to imagine your clients are looking for the same thing. We're so like our clients literally become a part of our family. They're so grateful for us for giving them this ability to give them a home on wheels. And then we're so grateful that that they're following their dreams and, and letting us follow, follow our dreams. So um, they mean a whole lot to us, man. Yeah. It's, it's kind of wild. It's true. Like they, they feel like they're a part of us. So even if there is a mistake in the rig or along the road, there's a problem because they love us and we love them and, and we're so connected that they're willing to reach out and be like, Hey, we're having this issue. You know, they're not angry towards it. They're more like, can we work together to figure it out? Or, um, 
And yeah, we're finding a lot of these families are like first time ever camping RV families. They've never camped in a trailer, let alone towed a trailer. So when we give our clients their rig, we are giving them lessons on driving. We're yep. giving them. <laughs> we camp with them to well, start. The last couple, they'd never camped. So we brought our trailer and we set up at the campground right next to them. And we helped them, you know, for the weekend, we walked them through the Towing RV lessons and, and towed them everything. around and yeah. emptying that black tank. Emptying, <laughs> All of it. Emptying the black tank. Yeah. It's um, yeah. It, it becomes this, this huge amount of love between all of our families. So that's something that I think our parents' generation don't understand because it's like, you just work, you get paid, this is it, you know, but we're creating something that's a, a lot more special and it, and it feels like that. It really does. So we're so awesome. fortunate with it. How do you guys feel like from living in a RV full time, how do you feel like that influences your designs or the work that you put into RVs? I think you understand the functionality Mm -hmm. of using every single space of a lot of families aren't going to break down the table and turn it into a bed every night if they're living in it full time. And you often find those tables are really, really wobbly. And so it's replacing those things. It's using the couch that's not going to be used for a bed because everybody has a bed and making that into a ton of storage because storage is a huge thing that you need when traveling. And then also making it a large lounge space or an extra bed to have for a guest. Um, and so I think that because we live in one currently and we've traveled in them, we really understand what works and what doesn't work and the functionality of things within it. So, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of simplicity. Um, I totally dislike that everything's becoming motors now and everything's becoming electronical and all of them. Um, so in our own rigs, I usually tell people I'm, I'm taking out the radio. I'm not going to install a television. Um, I, have my ideas on what I want this to kind of be for you. I'm going to put those in there for you. <laughs> and it's great because so. we often have families that contact us that say, we don't want a TV. We don't, you know, we're, we're not going to use one. If we watch anything, we watch them on our iPhones or iPads. Um, and so, but the reality of it is you really, it forces you to be outside more and that's just the goal. So. Yeah. So I, I have so much intent behind behind them and and the way we do put them together i it's not bells and whistles it's it's simplicity and and i have a huge goal that everywhere you look i want it to look cool so the the rules i go by is it needs to function it has to do its job and it needs to be cool to look at so in the end if i walk away and i don't feel like it's cool then i started the skin i'm starting over you know so and that's that's just as true as it can be um, I want to look in every corner and really see a piece of, of my own frustration in that piece yeah. <laughs> is really what it comes down to. So, well, and it seems like you guys have an affinity for a little bit, um, older trailers, travel trailers, yeah. oh, yeah. can kind of ex expand on that a little bit. Like, what is it that you, that you find in, you know, a certain age group that you think is lacking in some of the newer ones? Too many motors, too many electronical pieces. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of getting out and putting their work in. So I want you to get out and crank down your stabilizers. Th those are things <laughs> I, that I am pushing into our clients, yeah. but it's because I want you to go and feel it. I want you to, to understand it and put work into it. 
it's also one um, less thing to worry about breaking. Yeah, so I think crank. with the older models, you know, you can just, they're built heavier. They're built hardier. When you tear them apart, they're a little harder to tear apart because they're built better. Yeah. Um, we find with the newer RVs, when somebody brings us a newer one or we purchase a newer one to renovate, they just literally fall <laughs> apart um, as we're tearing them apart. And yeah, it's, it's, we find it's things that in this last one we did the mounts for where you would put the TV. There was a sticker on the outside wall that said TV mount here, but the actual wood where you would mount the TV to was like up here. Yeah. It's awful. In a completely wrong spot. And so you find these things and the shady wood that they use behind the walls and you're just like, Oh my gosh, these things are built crazy. Especially the ultralight versions, you know, where it's just like a little one by two stud. Well, and it's heartbreaking that, that, Families are spending so much on these new rigs that aren't built any better. Most times seem to be built worse than the older ones. They were half the price when they were new. So I'm a huge fan of save your money, spend 10 grand on an older one, and then invest the 20,000 and get it renovated to work really well for you. Um, those older ones have also had a lot of the kinks worked out of them. Oftentimes, 10 years ago, people were buying trailers camped in them maybe five times, but they mostly sat in a storage lot. So you can walk into them and they smell brand new. Oftentimes a lot of the kinks have been worked out, you know, by it rattling down the road several times, things have broken, they've had it fixed by warranty. So by the time you get your hands on them, those things have been worked out. So we find that those have less problems once we get into them. And some of this might be because you guys are in a completely different climate, I imagine, than we are. It looks it looks a lot drier, you know, where, where you guys are at. But we tend to lean towards, um, we do renovations just on travel trailers at this point. We tend to lean towards newer ones just because we find such water issues with basically anything that's more than five years old. And it really just comes down to that people didn't take care of, uh, you know, recalking the roof seals and mm-hmm. checking and that stuff out regularly. Yeah know that they have to do is they need to get on the roof every year and they need to reseal it. We've had one or two that we've dealt with water damage with, but we prefer when a client contacts us, we'll say we prefer to go out and buy them because we really know what to look for when it comes to those things. But we are lucky being in California and Arizona. We don't deal with water damage as often as I'm sure you guys do. So, so yeah, I think there's those give and takes for any where you live, you're going to find ones that have more water damage um, and rust because there's more water. So you're dealing with different things than we are for sure. How many renovations have you done? I guess in total, do you have a number? We're on our 13. We have 12 and 13 over here. Yeah. This one is 11 that we're in. Most of those have been travel trailers. Have you done a fifth wheel or two or what's the breakdown? We've done two fifth wheels, a couple class C's, a class A. Yeah, we've done them all. They're all red. I I don't really, I'm not too particular over either one. Um, I like traveling and travel trailers. And so I usually encourage clients if they're contacting us, everyone wants bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, And I'm a big, I encourage smaller. so I like to see our families take off in a travel trailer. I think it simplifies it. I think it leaves the bed space, um, which was really important to us when we traveled, having a full size bed to put all your things in the, into, back, of the truck. In the back of the truck and being able to not have to worry about height, you know, not having to check what bridges you are going to be going under, you know, 
so I'm a huge fan of the travel trailers, but as far as renovating them, they're all built the same. <laughs> they really are. They're coming out of the exact same factory, same materials. So, you know, either way it's okay. And so you guys, um, as this turned into a business, you realized it was going to be a business. You got to kind of set up shop. Like you have, I, I have serious shop envy. You got this big I, shed and I don't, and we're so fortunate. My dad put that steel building up when I was five years old. He never did anything. He left a sailboat in there and then filled it with a bunch of stuff around it. Um, so all of a sudden when I was at an agent and I'd been welding for a long time and, and quit my welding job and needed a place to start building things, he was, he, he wasn't really, he was, uh, partially okay with it and partially reluctant to the idea of me moving in there very much often reminded him it's still my space still my <laughs> so um but now I, I look at it and I, i'm so grateful i yeah i couldn't imagine doing it out of a smaller space especially the amount of i mean i put so much time in i could not imagine doing it into in a shed so i'm Keep working to get yourself a steel building. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're right beside our house right now. We live in a residential area. And so we got to like teeter. We got to, we got to manage what we're doing. So the neighbors don't get, you know, too upset. So. And that's, I'm yeah. so grateful. We're out here on two and a half acres. Um, I'm working at midnight grinding away and there's no one around to complain anyways. Our, well, our closest neighbor is like 90 years old. I don't think he could hear us anyway. <laughs> so this, this property you guys are on is actually where you grew up, Travis? This is where I grew up in a small town in, in Southern California called Winchester. And, and I love it to death. And I've always loved it. I was lucky. I, I never had a, a distaste for where I came from. Um, but getting out on the road and seeing so many beautiful things, I realized that the property I grew up on may be the most beautiful one out there. Um, so I have a ton of love for, for sitting right here. Yeah, and we're pretty lucky. We can raise the kids here. And I grew up here. So it's definitely hometown for us and big time. Yeah. It's pretty special that we get oh, to yeah. here. God, it's here just thinking about it. So nice that it's came full circle to raising your own boys on the same land that you grew up on. Yeah. And that's just kind it just like everything else, it organically just manifested itself. And, and we, we kept yeah. following, following along and, and, you know, and then we ended up here and at a perfect time. And, and we were here when my dad, my dad passed away. So we got to be here with him and, it couldn't have been couldn't have been better. So we're really lucky. And then it. having living in a fifth wheel and having plans to travel off and on, and then having the pandemic hit, we were able mm -hmm. to build ourselves this little homestead in the back, you know. And we're on a back acre, and the kids have all of this space to run. So then we didn't feel the need to get out and leave again, which then focused us on building the business. Mm -hmm. And now I think we're going to be more stationary long-term and continue to build the business because it's gone in such a positive direction. So as long as it keeps going that way, we'll keep doing it. Do you guys still uh, do a lot of photography or is it mainly now just the renovations? So as crazy as it seems, our, this last spring session or what is it called? When fall, fall, fall photography session uh, was the busiest one we've had. Well, they were Ever. mostly, awesome. we have about 20 to 30 repeat families that come back to us every fall for family pictures. And so we've stopped doing weddings unless it's for a friend and we do a couple a year for friends or family. 
Um, Reluctantly. Southern California, <laughs> we're right outside wine country. And so it's a pretty saturated market for wedding photography. Oh, yeah. And so we were just kind of like needing to take a step back, but we're really fortunate to have some incredible friends and family that come back to us every fall and we'll do, you know, 20 to 30 family sessions and, and kind of be done for the year. Be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I still that's take awesome. pictures, but, uh, but I still photograph constantly. I mean, that's uh, almost, yeah. I try. It's not every day. I wish it was because I noticed when I have my camera in hand, I'm a lot more present. You know, I pay a lot more attention to the kids and to the family. Uh, so I really do love the days when cameras in hand all day. Those are some of my favorite for sure. Well, and this is something that uh, that comes through in the videos, and Aaron, you might be this way too, but um, Travis, it comes through that you're you're very good at appreciating like small moments and uh, just like small things, like re- like what makes me think of like how, how the appreciation you show for a table and like a table construction, like is that something that you think you've practiced, or have you feel like you've always been, you know, kind of of the mindset that you want to be present and appreciate things. I think my dad brought a lot of presence into our lives as kids growing up. Um, I think he, uh, he really instilled a lot of that, but I think, I think so much of it has to do with Aaron and I, um, and I I don't know, man, but I, I sure am focused on being present and appreciating everything. Um, and I get lost. There's days when I don't focus and, and you can tell, but for the most part, I truly try and wake up and just feel an absolute gratitude for, for waking up. So, so I try and carry that all day. Not always happens, but, but I'd really try. Yeah. We can't be perfect, but I feel like, yeah, that's just such an important like lesson, you know, for, yeah, to, for happiness, you know, just to, to appreciate the things that, that are around you and the small wonders and, to see that come out, like I said, with the table builds, you know, when you, when you explain a table construction, yeah. you frame it, you know, you frame it in such an amazing way where somebody else could be like, you know, here's a piece of wood. It's got some stain and some poly on it. Oh, but, no. but to hear you explain the memories that are going to be made at that table and how, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not perfect because it was made by human hands. Like <laughs> you have done your homework. I love it's it. such, it's such a better way of framing things. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like that's just that sort of mindset just, it, it makes brings more smiles to your day than uh, you know than yeah. if it's just a mechanical approach so yeah i've learned that gratitude is truly the key the key to happiness so if you're able to be grateful for the smallest little thing then man you're you're ahead of the game you really yeah, are <laughs> so on that topic do you have a favorite table you've ever you've ever made is there one that stands out above all the rest i just finished one for some for our dear friends and that is the closest to perfection of a table I can, I think I'll be doing. I put a lot of soul and heart and love and I put five coats of poly on it, which shows you, <laughs> let alone, man, the, that little bubble that popped up on that fourth coat uh, made me want to freaking throw it out the window. But, um, but I, I, I don't know that I'll ever, I think my last one, whatever I, whatever I recently finished is going to be my favorite one uh, because I take, I put my presence in, into all of them. So so I, I really hope that everyone I build will be my favorite one, um, which also makes it really tough because when you're trying to do something really perfect, it, it can it can it can wear on you big time, <laughs> and it wears on her. She has to deal with me. 
<laughs> I feel I feel like a lot of creative endeavors are that way. Um, you know, we're also photographers and videographers, and I was felt like the last you know project we did or the last you know wedding we shot or with these builds, like the last trailer renovation I did. Like I never want to. I feel like I never want to let them go. Like I'm always telling April, I'm like, this might be the one we have to keep. You know, yep. but that's when you know you're doing it well, and, and you're putting your heart into it. That's it, man. Yeah. That's everything, man. If you don't want to let it go, that means it means something. So that's good. So my new philosophy is if you put enough love into it, someone else will love it also. So I'm really driven on that. Uh, so so if you put your love into it, someone else will see that. It seems like another trademark, our lively tribe um, renovation is to turn the bed sideways and put storage underneath. Uh, where did that come from? So we're really short, <laughs> like really short. Ridiculously short. And so when it comes on YouTube, to... you look tall. So, oh, that's because of the angle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so when we had that first trailer that we renovated to move into, it was the overhead storage over the bed. And I was like, this is silly. Like, this doesn't make any sense because I don't want to crawl on a made bed. It's not a lot of storage. I would prefer drawers below. And then us crawling into a bed, like we're young and we kind of thought I we could crawl know. into a bed. And I think I had just seen somewhere a An mattress on picture. top of a dresser. And I think it was low so that you could sit on it. But I was like, what if we built that up high with a step at the end? And so we're crawling into bed yeah. and you could still sit up in bed. And then there were all these dresser drawers underneath. And so he, um, I literally have to just tell him these things and I know he'll figure it out. And so he did, and he figured that out. And for most it's, it would be a little trickier for like my parents to crawl up into that bed every night. They were, they're kind of like, Oh, that yeah. doesn't work for us. And I'm like, well, then we wouldn't do that for you. But for like younger, younger. families, it's, totally doable to crawl up into a bed and it gives you such an immense amount of storage below you and drawers I think are just so much more practical than cabinets um and so that was kind of it started in that first one and then the second one we did it on a lower we bed lower but it was the same idea same idea and we just everybody that we've renovated an RV for since has asked for that turned bed so we just haven't stopped and it it is completely functional. It, it works perfectly. It gives you enough space to now be able to change in the room that you weren't able to before. Yeah, instead um, of having to kind of like walk and squeeze around the bed on the sides, yeah. you've now got a foot and a half or sometimes two feet of space. That's a full walkway um, into the room. And so there's enough space to be in there, to turn around, to change your clothes. We've made office spaces in there now. Yeah. Um, I So I, it just came out of... Uh, Everything that I do, I feel bad because I feel like I often get the credit for this stuff. I literally only put it together. Aaron, Aaron is the one who says, I want to do this. So figure it out and don't come back. Isn't that most marriages? So she's all about turning the bed. A anything that we've come up with. Has or been I'll hurt. look at a space and I'll think, okay, I know that three kids are going to be in this space. How can we make this space function for three kids and with the most floor space and storage and drawers. And so we kind of brainstorm for a while and come up with something and then he pulls it off. And the rig that we're in right now was his sisters and they were a family of four. 
And they're like, we need a bigger rig. This one doesn't work for us. So we're like, we'll buy it and we'll make it work for a family of six. (laughs) And we did. And we made the front bedroom. We gutted that and put in the four bunks for the kids and then made the dinette into a bed and a couch. And I think we just look at a space and we're like, how can that function the best for a family to travel and explore in? Do you end up moving that wall? every time or do you leave the wall kind of where it's at that entertainment wall or you know that divider between the bedroom and the the bigger space the living space so i tend to take apart everything so i'll rebuild everything dude um well especially i don't want to (laughs) he'll take the wall down because often that's a good place for a barn door yeah but the wall that's there isn't sturdy enough to hold a barn door so he'll rebuild that wall and add extra support so we can add the barn door. Typically the wall stays where it is, but it all depends. We've pushed it back because they've wanted a coffee bar. We'll move them, but I typically take that wall down. Yeah, they're built terrible. They're not square. And and when I take them, then I, you know, wherever I build the studs is intentional for where I'm going to be mounting things. So like she said, the barn door. So I'll put a stud exactly where I know the barn door is going to be sliding um, the television mounts, all of those things. So, so I'm a huge fan, at least for myself, of taking those walls down and rebuilding them. So oftentimes the trailers are nearly fully gutted. The only walls I typically don't touch are the bathroom ones if I don't have to, but I completely rebuilt, uh, in the white hot, the white hot and that ended up so, so fun. So, and it's like the more I take it apart and put it back together, the that just encourages me to, to go even harder, to try even further. So, you know, I look forward to the day when Jayco just says, I'm going to send you a shell and just go for it. You know, that'll be a rad day. And I look that'll forward cool. to it. Have you guys found a make that you prefer, like in those 13 over any of the others for any reason? Yeah, Jayco's for sure my favorite um, to work with. Uh, they just, they're just more solid. It seems like that company, um, still cares a little bit, <laughs> you know, uh, who knows how much longer that will be. Cause these companies don't, but, but Jayco seems to be the one that I'm, I'm most of a fan of. Uh, yeah. Right. That's our, our current renovation and probably our next renovation. We own two Jayco's right now. We have no personal RVs, but we own two. So <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever lived in one? No, we took, we took like a 30 day trip. So like backing up on us to like, um, I don't know if it was like 2017 or 18, somewhere in there, like, you know, our eyes open to full-time traveling and extended RV traveling. And I think we found KYD and less junk, you know, more journey. And we found you guys. And it was kind of like, th- those are the three that we went to for like inspiration as to like, oh, let's, you know, let's get the kids out. Let's do something like this. So you, you know, we can look re- at us since 2017. Somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. Some, I don't know. I was trying to remember like, you know, where... You know, if there was like a crossover event, were you guys ever on one of those other like channels or like how it happened? Yes, that's exactly. We were with Less Junk More Journey. Oh, yeah. We traveled with um, Marissa and Nathan for three weeks. Okay. Caravan with them. And that's what I, that's what I was saying in April. I was saying, I thought like there was like that that's how, you know, then we like looked you guys up and. That was like, you know, when we were trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? Because we had debated, go, you know, do we take the kids out of school? Do we go for a year? You know, what are we going to do? And we ended up deciding that trying to take a small trip first and seeing how that went was going to be our best approach. But yeah, it was definitely, it was families, you know, your three families basically were like, that's where we went to for guidance. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, 
weird small world, right? You know, this podcast might not even be here right now if it wasn't for it's some YouTube video that you guys put out. That's that's true. Yeah, that, that's that weird b- butterfly effect of the universe, huh? That's Dude, cool. and that's great. That's how everything in life happens. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, man. Good for you guys. Well, so how many rigs have you done? So we are on number seven right now, yeah. you know, and then, like I said, we have, you know, our next one lined up for sure and keep going from there. It was, you know, it started as we did it, you know, personally, we had done two rigs and they both sold really quickly yeah. and we have uh, been full-time photographers and um, doing video work for about 20 years, you know, and in a studio and that was what we did. And then obviously with COVID, like a lot of our stuff was corporate and um, like weddings, you know, events. Yeah. So yeah. all that stuff went off the table and we weren't really able to go use our studio. And so we just had to kind of, we already had already planned on we were going to buy a rig in the spring and redo it and use it and sell it in the fall. But we had to, we had to keep the lights on. So we were like, yeah. you know, we got to re, we got to repurpose what we're doing with that camper we're going to buy. And so, yeah, we're, we're in seven. Eventually we'll get into eight here in the next 30 days. And wow. That's awesome. So nice. what's up? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's it, learning, learning experience. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of, you know, we weren't. I wasn't a home builder or you know anything like that previous. So it's been fun to learn new things and get better at them. And Heck yeah, that's what continue. it's all about, man. Yeah, and then cool. trying to use some of that creativity still. And that's that's what we really found. Like after we did that first renovation during COVID. We were like, oh my gosh, we just needed some sort of creative outlet. You know, like yeah. we hadn't realized how pent up, you know, just like staying home and worrying and yeah, this and that and not being able to, you know, do the regular creative things that we had normally done. Like it was just such a release or a relief to like put that energy somewhere. Crazy. Wait, so you've done seven in a year? No. So we did two personally. We did, I guess, five. So we're on our fifth one. Just and- since COVID hit? Just yeah. since COVID hit, yeah. Got to have her head down. <laughs> there was no youth sports. You know, there's a lot of all those things that filled up the calendar previously that are slowly trickling back on. Like, you know, oh, they were gone. Yeah, I so know. we get that too. It was That's weird. It was really output, weird. Dude. What's that? That's a lot of output. It's a lot. Of, it's, it's been some long hours, but yeah. It's yeah. Fun. Crazy. Fun still. So that's that's the main point, right? Yeah. yeah. Do something that we enjoy and keep things going forward and hopefully, uh, you know, show our kids, you know, some sort of lesson through that too, that got to keep plugging, keep going yeah. forward and finding avenues to, to grow and improve. Yeah. yeah, totally. So one of, uh, Travis, one of the things obviously we've noticed through, uh, your renovations and the projects that you're doing is that you do uh, a, a lot of metal work. And I think you kind of touched on, you know, maybe you had a past as a welder, yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because yeah, I'm somebody who I haven't done any sort of metal work whatsoever. And with this podcast, um, we're trying to, you know, not only like provide, you know, other people that are, you know, renovating campers and renovators, um, you know, entertainment, but also hopefully, you know, some helpful tips along the way too. Can we talk about maybe how somebody could, you know, maybe dabble in a little bit of metal work, building some shelf brackets or a bunk <laughs> ladder or something a little bit? Is there any, any kind of guidance you can throw out there? So I looked out when I was 19, I got a job at a metal shop um, and they fabricated Harley Davidson's custom Harley Davidson parts. So it was, uh, I walked into a place not knowing anything. Um, Literally I was to do cleaning fenders because I didn't know anything. But after 11 years, um, I realized, you know, you leave a a company like that and 
you kind of enter the world and you kind of have like a doctorate on hand that you didn't know you had. Um, so I just walked out of there with a lot of knowledge and my boss was incredible and willing to teach. And, and he taught us TIG welding and MIG welding and all sorts of things. So when I left there, um, those skills really just transferred over. Um, but I think the biggest thing was, was watching someone create out of nothing that inspired me more than, than, uh, anything else. So, so that, that's really what I learned. I think as far as the ability to weld, it just, it, it takes a dedication and a willingness to know you're going to really suck and you yeah. will get better. And but, it took 11 years. There's 11 yes, years of 11 years behind to that. get where he is now, you know, and that was 11 years of learning, um, you know, how metal works well together. And it's not something that I think you're just going to be like, well, I'm going to be a welder and I'm going to do that. Yeah. It, it takes like, it was almost a decade of my life, you know, dedicated to metal work. To, and he was welding me... things that had to be perfect. He was welding yeah. these custom fenders and gas tanks for show bikes. Yeah. So they couldn't be messed up. And his boss was you know, Hard. adamant about that. So I think from that, as stressful as that was out of that, he grew into this incredible welder. And so I think that really helps. Yeah. I think that helps us design things that necessarily wouldn't, you wouldn't find in an RV um, when it comes to the table legs and the ladders and the steps. And he kind yeah. of has this skill that not a lot of people have, which we've been able to bring into the RV renovations, which has been really yeah. cool um so if there so, was like the most basic kind of project like like a shelf bracket is that you got you have to weld like i'm i'm completely oblivious when it comes to to really most of any of this kind of stuff so uh yeah so the, the best for the for the stuff we're putting into the rigs tig welding is the best kind of welding um, what is tig welding tig welding is what you would see on like a bicycle um so they're just smaller uh smaller welds for for things that are industrial strength. Um, so TIG welding, you can do it in a small area in a garage. You'd be able to, to do that. But it, but really the what welding takes is just time. It, it only, it takes time. You have to be dedicated to it and you have to be willing to burn yourself and, and learn through it. I, you know, there's no quickness to it. It's not like putting a screw in wood, not at all like that, you know? So, so to be a welder, you have to just dedicate yourself to, to learning the skill and learning that it'll probably take a year to get any good at it. Not a lot of people do it anymore. I mean, blue collar work is out the window at this point, it seems like. So yeah, there's no easy solution. If you want to be a welder, buy a welder, take your time, watch you. I'm sure watch YouTube videos and, and just uh, don't give up on it because it, it's easy to not to feel like you're not good at it because it takes time. If you want to put that much effort into it, it it's a great <laughs> skill. I'm so, I look at it now and I couldn't be more grateful that I ended up at, a, at that shop. It wasn't a dream of mine. It just happened, but I'm so, so incredibly grateful to have that in my back pocket. So you're making me feel like I should just keep letting April shop online for any metal things we need. <laughs> Is that? Well, we're producing stuff these days. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> um, we get so many questions for the things that are metal that we put in our rigs. So we started 
just last week, we dropped our first set of open shelves for rigs with a how to install video. And, you know, it's all welded brackets with a rail around it. And it was kind of like, okay, people are asking for these things. Like maybe we should put those out. We have a few table legs coming out next. And most people can build tabletops, you know, using wood and, but it's the table leg that you can't really weld, you know? So that's kind of where that's kind of taken our business in a different direction you know, still renovating RVs, but I think we would love to start turning our business into so many people are renovating RVs now. So it's like, well, why don't we give them the product to really turn their RV into something special? Um, Because those are the things that people love about our renovations. And so. Well, and those are the things that I, that I've always loved. I mean, my favorite days on these renovations are the last three weeks when it's like, okay, it's time to be creative and fill those spaces. So yeah, we just kind of looked at it and we're like, okay, we probably have like 10, 15 products that we could recreate that would work. So we're in the beginning stages of those. But as far as welding, dude, it's the best thing ever. Take your time if you really want to do it. It's a big investment because welders are expensive. And another thing well you do it. would be, you. I'm sure you could find somebody to come and train you. I know he's done that for several people we know where he has, you know, gone to them or they've come yep. to him and he's trained them. And our, he is our six-year-old in the shop welding. Who's yeah, terrible, but like he loves it. By the time he's eight, he's going to be better than me. So, <laughs> you know, but, but it is a skill that I'm so stoked to have and I love it. It's my absolute favorite, favorite type of, uh, of building thing. I'd rather weld than, than sand wood. I, I love welding. It's great. Um, yeah, I did this uh, video project that I was really proud of where it was like uh, more or less, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but they built um, anvils and horseshoes. Okay. And it was like, obviously like a lot of metal work. Yeah, a lot of tools for blacksmiths. And it was just such cool footage, you know, all the sparks yeah. and everything and slow-mo oh, yeah. and hyper-fast shutters. And, yeah, he did some really love, cool images. It's a badass medium, so. I love, so at night, when I usually work at night, if I'm grinding or welding and stuff, I'll take my camera out, set the tripod up and film it and but because it's just so fun to, yeah, to watch the really sparks. Cool so I get that side of it too. That's awesome. <laughs> um, these mountains that you guys put in your rigs, where did that come from? It's kind of like your trademark logo. Dude, that's the exact, we were driving, we were driving back from, from Texas, from picking up that rig um, when we sold ours in Oklahoma. And we had, I had decided I wanted to do a barn door in one. I, you know, I just, that was a decision I made. So in my head, I just came up, I was like, okay, I want to put, I want to put a design on it somehow. And that mountain just stuck out and, when I finally got to build it on that door, I was so excited and it just felt like it was something cool and unique. So then I put it on our next barn on door. On the next I barn did. door and the next barn door. And it was and just this regret. It was, the it same was really thing, neat when we did that fifth wheel for um, Heidi mm-hmm. and Josh before they went in to see it. They had like debated and had this bet about where the mountains would be. in that rig and I think that was when it hit me about how special those mountains really are and I was like oh like this is a thing that like people really look for and so then I think from there on out it's just and that was like our eighth renovation so I think from then I was like okay we got to do mountains and all of them like no matter where it is it's got to be somewhere and like in our personal rig it's on 
the top of the slide right here. And so it's just, yeah, I love, I love it. And then I always come out and every mountain scene is different. Um, he'll always kind of like keep it hidden and then I'll come well, out yeah, and look at it and I'm, I'm like, do. Oh my gosh, this one's my favorite. And then the next one's my favorite. Yeah. A lot of them I have, the, I, you know, dream them up before I, months and months before I finally get to do them. Um, but those nights when I finally get to do them are always pretty special and, and cool. So yeah, it, it just came out of nowhere, man. I don't even know where, how it, how it popped in my head, but it was there one day. I just went with it. <laughs> and Aaron, you kind of mentioned that there's obviously been an explosion and RV renovation, you know, probably Instagram's to blame for that one right. as, you know, as, you guys have been in this, you know, been doing this for a while now, even though, you know, it hasn't, you know, it's not like it's been a hundred years, but you yeah. guys are definitely, you know, you're kind of OG at this point. Yeah. Um, well, how, well, how do you feel about, about the whole explosion? And do you feel like this is a, like a fad? Is it going to come and go? Is RV renovation going to get washed away or is it going to, is it here to stay on some level? Um, I think it's great. I think that people being able to go in and get creative in their space and renovate their RV, I, I think it's fantastic. We're really creative people. And so having that outlet, especially during COVID and the pandemic and not getting to go anywhere, I think that's a fantastic outlet. I think it is great that people are buying and purchasing trailers and camping and doing this lifestyle. It seems like last year, everybody we know purchased a trailer. Um, I think on the other side of it, I think that it downplays how hard it actually is. Um, to renovate one. people often contact us and they're asked, you know, uh, we get asked, you know, what do you do with the, the slide? What do you, how do you lay flooring? How do you do trim? What do you do with, you know, what kind of floor? What kind of, and it's kind of like, if you're not willing to dive in and really just try, this may not be for you because it is hard and there's no good answer because every travel trailer is different. Every slide is different. Every mm -hmm. measurement is different. And so people mm -hmm. often want do you have the plans for that front bed so that yeah. we can build that? And it's like no front bed has been the same because no, no trailer is the same. No. So it's really hard just to come up with plans. And so I it, I think it's hard because on one end it downplays how much work we put into these RVs because then they're like, well, I, anyone can do this. And so I think then they get halfway through or partway through and they're like, Ah, what did we get ourselves into? Um, if you're willing to push through those hard things and try new things, then like go for it. But I think you have to go into it knowing it's hard and it's not like painting a house. You know, there's nooks and crannies and it's tricky and, um, but willing to push through that, then I think, you know, you can do it. Do I think it's a fad? Maybe Travis thinks it's a fad. Um, so, so the metal shop I talked about, um, it was, we built custom Harley pieces and, and there was a huge, remember when American choppers was on television, you know, and it was this huge thing. Well, we were so busy at that time that it was insane, you know, and that faded, that faded and that shop struggled. So I do think it is a fad, but I think there will be companies, um, that make it through it. But I don't, I don't know that a lot will. I, I think the, I think if you, I think if you only got into this this business uh, to make money and and it's going to be a quick turnaround and all of this fast ideas, I think those 
people will fade away. Sorry to say. Um, and I think those, uh, those ones who really kind of got into it at the beginning and have been really patient with it. And I think they'll be able to make it through the fad and continue producing something that's actually meaningful. Um, and I think if you're longevity. doing it for the right reasons, um, yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll yeah, make it I through. Think it'll be all right, but, you know, but it's nerve-wracking. I love that families are wanting to purchase trailers and camping. I think that that's oh. fantastic. I, I grew up camping. He grew up camping. We've the first thing we bought together was, was a trailer. trailer. Yeah. Like we were two months we into dating, dating and, and we bought a trailer because we, we knew that we'd both grown up doing that yes. and we wanted to continue that. And so I think that that, I think more just the, all of these companies coming up trying to do it i think that will fade more or less but i think the idea of a beautiful renovated trailer will always have a place yeah mm -hmm. and i feel like we've taken a lot of lessons from uh our photography business you know in the sense that you know we saw a couple of ebbs and flows and you know like you mentioned it being like really saturated by you that's I think probably how it is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think also like taking some of the things we learned, you know, from doing that over the years and some of the trends and stuff we just saw with, you know, we're using some of those, those lessons to, to use in this business and oh. moving forward. Oh, and yeah. We said the we. same thing earlier. We built a really successful photography business. And because of that, we really learned how to market and how to really try something new that might be scary, but to, you know, jump in and just give it a go. So, and also I think being really specific with, um, so with our photography, we're very, my, the, what I'm looking for is so specific that you have to actually want that. And we've put that same energy into the trailers. They're so specific to us. I mean, you guys named a few things that are specific to, to us, so I think keeping, keeping, you know, real focus on what we're producing is, is what's going to continue for us. Yeah. I think you guys will be just fine. <laughs> well, thank thank you. That, that means if, a lot. If, if it's what you enjoy doing, you know, yeah. you'll, and yeah. it is. And I think oh, that as totally long is. as he enjoys continuing to do it, you know, we'll continue to move forward. And we love the ability to, it's scary to build your own business. It's, it's you know. very scary. Most people we know won't do that because the comfort of working for somebody else is easier. Um, I always know that I have teaching I could fall back on and I could, you know, go teach in a classroom, but I love being able to be home with the kids and we live and we work in the same spot. And so there's so many amazing benefits to the late nights and the worry of work and yeah. wondering what's happening next. And, you know, and so I think that it's all worth it in the end. And we'll continue to do that until we're like, uh. Until we're old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the group. We're, we're excited for you guys that we heard you're going to take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we're a thank you. We're excited for ourselves. We saw that last night. We're like, good for you. Uh, yeah. We never you. took a honeymoon. We never, I mean, I had two kids when we got married. And so it was just, it was, it was work from moment one. <laughs> he's exhausted. And we happen to yeah. have these two rigs we're renovating. And so while we're gone, our employee is going to lay the flooring. And so it, just the timing of it all. It was like, well, we don't really need to be here for that because he can do that. And yeah. my parents were like, we'll take the kids. And it was like, I don't know. I'm kind of still freaking out, but. Well, you do. That's the way to go. 
I know. I like that idea too. So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's been pretty. I, cool. I haven't painted a rig in a three <laughs> rigs now, and that's that's the best. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of days or where I'm thinking like, God, you know, where I'm not getting stuff done, but I'm like, if there was just somebody else doing a few things on that list. That was the point we got to. It was just like I'm running errands, and there's things that need to be getting done, and they're not. Oh, so. So that's been a huge, I mean, it's a stress on one, on the other end, because now you got to pay somebody. So that's hard, but man, it's really, uh, he's worth his weight in gold. He really is. And he weighs quite a bit. So that would be a lot of gold. He's a tall kid. Not because he's no, big. No, he's just he's tall. Not, he's not that. He's just really tall. He's big, dude. He could definitely beat me up if he wanted to. He might now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, have you guys, so obviously this vacation is a step towards this, but have you guys found a good method for balancing work and life and running your own business and raising your kids? And what's the secret? Not really. No. <laughs> I think when, I think with the pandemic and having to hunker down, it really forced us to stay home and get things done. And we have a son with a compromised immune system. So it really made us just stay home. And in, in the beginning of it all, his dad was really sick. So it made us stay here, build this business, um, grow in that way. When his dad passed, we took, you know, a month off and we traveled and, that was, that and was that was, it was the greatest. We went up Northern California, didn't really have a plan. And our friends jokingly said, come to Michigan. We were like, okay. <laughs> so we like booked it there and booked it back to shoot his cousin's wedding. And, um, I don't know if there is a balance with four kids and running your own business, but we definitely don't feel guilty when we take a trip or a vacation. I think this yeah. next vacation, I feel the most guilty because we've never left the boys before. And so it's guilt and just mom stress of that. Yeah. Mom but, guilt um, is real. Yeah. It's I'm yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> when we take that month off and we travel with the boys, I don't think we feel guilty because we know no. we've put in our 12 hour days. Time. Yeah. And put so, our time in. I mean, I worked on Easter Sunday this year, um, you know, and it's like, I'm so lucky. It's not like I'm working all day, but there's always something I'm, I'm trying to get done. There's always something drying. But I think that's like. the downside of living where you work also, because yeah. he's no like, I'm just going to go run to the shop real quick and do this. And I'm like, it's dinner time, dude we're just so lucky. Our marriage is so, 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 so solid. We're so fortunate. Um, so we're able to, we just understand like, okay, you just got to put time in. It's okay. Like we and have dreams we and goals. And when take that month off and get out of here, it's not, you know, and the ability like staying present, like we talked about earlier, the ability to just shut it off when, when it's time to, to shut it off is, is a key component to this. And every now and then she'll look at me and just like, we need to take a full family day and we're, we're going. So those are the easiest for me is when we actually get pulled away from the property and I can actually just focus on the family, but it is tough sitting, sitting where we work and where we live and, and a lot of things. It's hard to just pull away from it at times, but you know, I hear that. Yeah. I, yeah, man. Yeah, you guys do the same thing. You live and work together. Yeah. And we've uh, debated like a few times, like renting a garage space or something, especially in the winter. You know, we think about how much more we could probably get done if it wasn't, you know, 20 degrees out or less. But there's also just a convenience of bouncing outside. And for, you know, for us, it's going to the side of the house or the garage or whatever, you know, working on things, even if it's for 20 minutes and then coming in for lunch or, 
you know, if something else needs done, it, it's also there's it, there's there's pros and cons to that both ways. But yeah, but it's also yeah. a great benefit for our kids because they know right where dad is whenever they need him. Yeah. They know they whenever can go, they need me. open the gate and go right to the shop and all day long. The toddler even knows where to find me. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it's like those, all of our product shelves and stuff, those were built between the hours of nine o'clock and 11 o'clock at night. All of them. Like I, you know, and it was just after dinner, the kids are done go and put in the time. So, so yeah, it's, it's a great benefit, but it also is draining and I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling drained at this point. So this vacation is going to come at a perfect time for us for sure. The beach will bring it back to you. (laughs) Oh dude, the beach. Will you end up surfing in Kauai? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I may rent a board. I haven't gone too often, you know, that was something dad and I did together all the time. So I'm still kind of on a, on tough waters with it a little bit, but I hope maybe we'll rent a board if it, if it fits the, if it fits the time. Yeah, I think you should. I'm, I'm bad on all boards, but our kids have gotten like during COVID, they got so into skateboarding and so we have ramps everywhere now and, (laughs) but I can't, I can't help them out a lot, but I can help provide, I guess, provide them obstacles to. (laughs) When I was a kid, I was a huge skateboarder and we built a few ramps, but now I'm older and have the ability to build any of the ramps. My kids don't skateboard at all, really. I'm like, come on, guys. Well, we live in a lot of dirt, so there's not like (laughs) they have a a good space to skateboard (laughs) yet. So we'll have to figure that out. Do your boys uh, get involved with the renovations at all or kind of? You know, Trenton did a lot when he was little. I've, uh, we've been lucky. I've always been able to bring him with me since he was like three or four. Yeah, because his parents are right here. Yeah, he would come and stay with my dad all day and they'd pick up dog poop on the property. But (laughs) the Trenton has always um, been a little bit of, he'll always paint sometimes. Now that all of his brothers are here, he doesn't do he doesn't really come into them as much and and now it feels a lot more like work so it's more like dad's at work time and they try and leave me alone as and much how old is he uh the six-year-old so we have a six, okay. six ten and twelve um and two and two <laughs> and uh, that one's new <laughs> yeah he's new he still doesn't he's not gonna paint yet uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, they they do kind of help out uh, if I allow them. I'm also such a perfectionist and um, he works best alone. It's hard for me if someone, if even a a full grown humans around me when I'm working. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you guys have this Outback for sale. Do you guys have any other services or products you want to talk about? Um, I think we just, we have this Outback renovation that was sold to a family and they called us and they're like, actually, we really think we want to settle down in Homestead in Iowa, I think was where they are. I think Iowa. And so they were like, but if you can continue to renovate it and have a family that would buy it, perfect. So we're continuing to renovate it. Um, it's still for sale. And then we have another renovation that we're on that is owned by a family in Northern California. And then we're taking our next rig in September. So we're kind of just, you know, as things come, we're cranking them out. We have a few table legs that'll go up on our website soon. What, what's those style going to be, or what are they going to, what kind of table legs? Uh, these are just steel. uh, it's like two inch square tubing, you know, with a base and, uh, base for the floor. 
pretty basic, pretty nice. They're powder coated uh, satin black, so they look super sharp. So those are cool. I have a ton of different ideas for the sizes of uh, of the shelving that we'll be trying to get out. I want to do some tabletops to sell, you know, so I hope to be doing that. Figuring out there, the logistics on shipping a, and all of that is pretty yeah. yeah, and there's there's so much I want to be doing, just not a lot of time. I mean, we have two full renovations right now that we're, we're going on. And then we have this one we're sitting in that'll be a rental. I can just finished the shower in this yeah. like yesterday, and I'm so psyched with how it came out, man. And um, so, this so you guys going to deliver and there. set up? Or how, how are you going to do the rental? We actually lucked out. Her dad's retired and we have an old friend who's a retired dude too. So they'll be delivering them at the rig and setting it up for our clients. Um, we are planning on not having others tow it. We really want it to more or less be like an Airbnb, completely ready to go when you get there and you walk in and enjoy it and then walk out. Don't have to dump it. Don't have to yeah. <laughs> worry about all of that. So um so that's that's on the that's on the to-do list. Yeah, it'll be up on RV Share in the next week or two. So that's exciting. We're excited yeah. about that. And I'm hoping if that does work and go well, I would love to purchase another one and have two of them sitting on the property working like that. Maybe get a much, maybe even a fifth wheel, a larger size one and kind of try and just get that residual income. So we're not constantly, you know, waiting for a paycheck at the end of a renovation or whatever the case is. So that's, that's what we're working on. And, and it's great for those families that can't afford to go buy a trailer, but want to try camping and want to do it in something that's fun and unique. Uh, this one definitely gives them the opportunity to do that. And then we will take it out and travel in it as well. So that was really, kind of the, the it was like, okay, if we can make a business out of it and be able to use it for ourselves. It's, it's twofold. So that's brilliant. Yeah. We've, we've thought about that one a little bit, but um, we've thought about like also how much time do we have to be taking them and setting them up and cleaning them. And that's where we really lucked out with uh, having two people available for that. Or I, you know, I'll make our, our uh, young kid Buddha do it, uh, get him some experience driving a trailer. So do you guys have campsites pretty near where you live? So you won't have to deliver like super far or. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll go within like a 50 mile radius is what we'll kind of stick to. But then if they want to go like San Diego, isn't a terrible drive. Orange County is not a terrible drive. Palm Springs is a quick drive. And then we have big bear. We have a a, being where we are. We've got ocean mountains, desert all within an hour of us. So there's a lot of options for camping out here and a lot of great campgrounds that, you know, we've, we've enjoyed. So I think because of that, it really gives us the ability to offer, you know, a lot of locations for delivery. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys want to bring up at all or? I don't think so. You did great, man. Good job. Thanks. We had the easy job. You guys, you guys are such naturals. You do this all the time. So. But we, we want to thank you for your time and obviously um, your inspiration, you know, not just to us, but to so many other people that, you know, have come across your content, you know, over the years. And hopefully there'll be more people that, uh, you know, if they haven't checked it out, I'll check it out after hearing this. But where where's the best place for uh, for people to find you guys and find what you're up to? Definitely Instagram is where we post most often um, our lively tribe and our lively tribe RV renovations. You can find us there on Instagram, YouTube. I try to keep up with that. Um, I've got a 13 year old who's kind of getting into it. So I'm like, maybe I'll have you start a 
Let me sign you up for some classes on editing. So YouTube is good too, but pretty much Instagram. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, uh, I do a lot of content creation, but not as much um, like content digestion, I guess. But I know I've seen a little bit. Um, April showed me like Travis. You have another account too, where on YouTube for uh, like woodworking and metalwork. Is that something that you're oh, keeping up? I have another Instagram that's my personal one, uh, TM Woodworks and Metal. Um, yeah, and I post on that. That's more a that's a that's a, my spiritual journey. I like to refer to it as. <laughs> Um, some metal and woodworking on yeah but i'll well. post some pictures of things i've worked on and stuff I, I i we really don't document quite as much as we probably should um the, the stuff that comes out of the shop I, I we tend to get so worked up in it that i'm not photographing nearly as much as i should be but it's hard it's yeah, hard yeah. and then you have to edit everything and we have such a backlog of mm -hmm. family footage and you know so I respect all this, all the stuff you guys have gotten out there. Living small, it's hard to like keep everything out and continue to work on it. You constantly have to put things away and then get it out later and then you don't get it out later. So we're taking the boys Lego room away because they couldn't clean it up and we're turning that into an <laughs> office. So maybe that'll give us the ability to I edit more so. and photograph more and yeah. do a little more. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Great. It was good talking to you guys. Thanks again to Aaron and Travis of Our Lively Tribe Renovations. Be sure to check them out on YouTube and go give them a follow on Instagram. And if you want to keep up with us and our current projects, you can find us at New Look RV Renovation on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We look forward to sharing more great tips, stories, and perspectives with you in the next episodes and hope to help you give your RV a new look.